Hey, I'm Jamie Neal, host of 360 Yourself. In 2014, I had a breakdown and was hospitalized. Too much work, too much anxiety, too much coffee, not enough self-care and not enough balance. In the hospital, laying over my thoughts, I had to rethink my entire life. The doctor said I was overworked and my body gave up. Now, I'm not gonna say it wasn't scary, but it was a turning point for me. From there, I started to rebuild myself reading hundreds of self-help books and questioning everything from why do we have triggers? What is ego? What is persistence and motivation? What is manifesting? And what is identity? Many years later, someone recommended that I start a podcast. I was always curious about how others lead their lives. And thus, 360 Yourself was born, interviewing incredible minds on how they understand themselves and how they utilize knowledge and awareness to set out into their space. 360 Yourself is a dedicated podcast meeting brilliant and curious minds and looking at the world around them. I speak to artists, musicians, sports athletes, authors, CEOs, and experts in human behaviors, released every Sunday at 12 o'clock. I ask questions about their mindset, journey, values, ethos, to fully understand how each of their minds work and process information. How can we become more aware of ourselves to grow to the ultimate person we know we can be? How do you 360 yourself to 360 the world around you? If you do enjoy our episodes that you're listening to and certain themes and topics ignite within you, please visit our Instagram page at 360 underscore yourself to tell us how you're growing and learning. Or you can email us jamie at 360yourself.co.uk. That's jamie at 360yourself.co.uk. And I'll read out every episode at the end stories and comments from you, the audience, the 360 years. Thank you, and remember to 360 yourself. Hey, Laura, how are you doing? I'm really well. How are you? Oh, awesome, awesome. And well, apart from um, I'm really feeling really challenged by the seasonal weather that we're having at this moment in time. I just wish I was in um, like Bali or somewhere with a bit more sun. I'm not very good with, when it comes to cold. I think we're all like that, aren't we? We're yeah. All the no, because I, I don't know a single person that that enjoys the cold, really. Oh, there's, there, no, but no, but there, I got some friends who love like autumn and cold because then they're like, oh my god, I can get my my jacket out and I can get my fur boots out, and I'm like, that sounds horrendous to me. Just stick me in like shorts and a really small top, and let me just bake under the sun, and that's where I want to be. Yeah, I completely understand that. I really do. Yeah. So. So obviously, I want to know, you obviously lived in LA for a while. Um, and I, we were just saying beforehand that I'm going to be potentially moving there next year and stuff. And I'm just like, what, from your perspective, what is LA like? Because I, I imagine some of our listeners haven't been or want to go to the US at some point, even like New York or whatever. But from your perspective, what is LA like, apart from the weather that we're talking about now? So for me... For me, LA, there's two LA's. There is the Los Angeles that I fell in love with when I was uh -huh. about 14 years old. A uh -huh. family friend took me out there. And I remember it really distinctly because it was December. And we, I'm from Germany originally. I was born and raised in Frankfurt. Yeah. And this family friend invited, invited me to come. And I remember distinctly landing there and it was freezing in Germany. And we just walked out of the airport and it was sunny and beautiful and warm and balmy and all the things you just mentioned. And I felt, I think I sort of fell in love with LA 
right that moment and that entire stay which was 10 days i was just transformed because i've always i've always been an actress i've always wanted to be an actress i've spent my my years growing up watching hollywood films with my dad so or, or my grandparents and it just all came together just driving down hollywood boulevard and this is a long time ago you know i'm a little bit older now so this is a few decades and it was just magical to see everything it was everything i'd ever dreamed of and mm. i said the next opportunity i get any opportunity i'm going to move out there and and i did i did two and a half years later i just i didn't really speak actually very good english at the time either i didn't have a driver license yet i didn't i just moved and i probably don't i don't know if i would be able to do that today it was a quiet when I think back it's quite a gutsy move today I'd be like oh I don't know and other things that could happen but it was a different world back then as well so I the LA back then was because it well there was no internet or or there was no social media there was you had to work really hard for everything mm. but it was also a lot more accessible in a way but equally people like today if somebody says to me something, yeah, I'm in this, I'm doing this or that, unless it's verified or unless it's on Google, I won't, you, you can you can track that. Back in the day, everyone was a producer, everyone was an executive, everyone was just about to do the next big thing. And I think it's still like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, we, we could just, you could just reinvent yourself. And I think that's what most of, most people that come to LA, because LA is not really much about people that were born and raised in LA. The industry is made out of people like myself that come from obscure little, well, little town, Frankfurt, come from different towns and, and have a dream and go there. So you have a selection of the craziest, most interesting, eclectic, or often talented, or, or whatever it may be, mm. people that end up in Los Angeles. And, mm. and I was there during a time that was, there was, it was just great. It was all about, I think, oh gosh, sunny days and rock music and driving to auditions and having your pager on you to see if your agent paged you, call back. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like, it, sounds, it does sound like a kind of movie, doesn't it? But yeah, so it was. And, and from and from that, how did, because obviously you have a radio show, which is a dance music yeah. radio show called Point Blank uh, FM. Did. How did that come about then? And, and so, yeah, tell me from kind of before that or maybe after LA, how did it all come about? So I lived in LA then for about 11 to 12, like just under 12 years. And I, I then moved back to Germany for about a year. And then I really wanted to get because in LA, my acting was mainly on was mainly TV stuff, but there is no, there's not really any stage. And in Germany, it's very stage based. And I thought, okay, um, I need to do, I need to do something. And I, and someone in, in Germany actually recommended RADA, which is Royal Academy of Dramatic Art in the in the UK. And so just do a summer course there and see, see how you like living in Europe. Because it was always sort of my plan to go back eventually. And I did that summer course and I met an amazing, the, the guy that was running it at the time, the, the director of RADA, his name's Jeff Bullen. And he kind of took a liking to me and he said, okay, what are you doing with your life? I said, well, I'm an actress. He said, no, you're not. <laughs> you need, you need, in order to work in Europe, you actually should go to drama school. If you have the time and if you if you are able to, to, to make it happen, then that's what you should be doing. So I applied to drama schools and I 
got in and I was actually much older than most people in my year because I'd already lived this sort of full life in LA from 16 to 26. So or 17 to, yeah, something like that. So I was so bad with numbers, as you can tell. And I, I went to drama school. I did my three years. And after that, immediately went to Edinburgh with a show, did many, many, many plays in London and then got Game of Thrones. And then things sort of shifted and it, everything kind of became I just took every opportunity I could get and there's times as you probably know because you've interviewed actors before and you've worked with actors there's times when actors don't work and that is just the reality of our job and mm. I've always worked as a voiceover artist that's something I started straight out of drama school and it's something that I really enjoy doing and I was interviewed for Game of Thrones I was doing pre a press junket for Game of Thrones and someone interviewed me for a radio station in Hoxton and I took my best friend along and it was a really fun interview and I walked out and I just I, I realized it's a Thursday I've just done this interview I've actually got a Friday off which is I'm I'm not so good with days off I prefer to be working prefer to be busy and we kind of looked at each other and we said should we try and do a radio show so we just emailed the owner of the station that had just interviewed me and I said listen and uh, would you do you have any slots available? And he said, oh, actually, funny you should say that. Yes, we do. We have a slot for a technology show because a guy just left. So there's a tech show available. And so we Googled it and we're like, it's a tech show. And he said, do you want to do, do a trial? And we went, yeah. And it went horrifically wrong, as you can imagine, because we know nothing about radio, nothing about tech. But we did it. And we called it, we called it something that... You, God, actually, this is so long ago now. I don't remember. We called it, I don't even remember it, but we called it something that people who don't know, people, something about people who know nothing about tech. Mm. And we just started from scratch, really. And over the years, it developed into something real. And then we started a podcast. And then I started to do a lot more other radio stuff. I started to work a little bit for many other radio stations. And Point Blank was born not long ago. Point Blank was a station that I followed anyway because I love house music, I love trance. I grew up in Frankfurt with many DJs there and that was that was the music I danced to in my, in my formative years. And that we, yeah, we, I think it just came quite organically. I had a show idea and they liked it and they took it and here we are. But it's, it's interesting how like you, I mean, I'm assuming many people can relate that you get the opportunity. You have no idea how to make it work, but yet you throw yourself in it. And then somehow something is born from that kind of the, the idea of you don't know how it works, but you just kind of got grit and persistence and gumption. And then suddenly you then find that this is where your home is. This is where you want to, you want to play around. And then something comes out from that. But I like that. Sometimes we, we say, oh, that, that, that brilliant phrase, can you ride a horse? And you go, yeah, of course I can. <laughs> I'm not, listen, I'm not, I, I agree with you. I'm not really a great believer in general in, in, in just winging it or fake it till you make it because I do believe you get found out. You can get your foot into the door that way. I completely agree, but I think then you actually have to back it up. And I think that's that I, I had to learn as well because you can't just wing it it's to some degree in the beginning, of course, you just show up and you do the best you can and you mess up and that's okay. And then you need to go home and do your homework. And that's something that I've really had to learn over the last few years because 
people invest money and time and people listen and you you have a responsibility i think um and also you're very replaceable Mm. that's what but, and, 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 you, and you've only get you only, i'm assuming you only get sort of one or two chances after that and it, i agree and it feels like so. especially within the u.s like you will get the opportunity but then if you don't do you don't, totally. you don't yeah if you don't kind of like follow through and you don't like show that you can actually do it and and make it and stuff they won't sort of yeah. give you that opportunity again but you will get it though agree. yeah and there also has to be sort of a balance i think between pushing it too far when someone says I, I do believe in asking for something. I do believe that it's totally okay to email someone and say, listen, I listen to your radio show. I love your channel or I, my my, part, my partner, my best friend and I DJ together as well. So that's something we fell into kind of, but it's okay to reach out. But I think at one point you, there's a fine line between, between harassing someone and then also getting the job and doing a good job. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Right. It, but it's, it's also make, it's also making the opportunity for yourself. Then I think I talk to a lot of creative people and actresses, and um, who potentially can't get their foot in the door, but then they go, actually, uh, I'm going to do, do my own thing. And generally, this is what a lot of successful people have done who've created their own companies or they've yeah. made their own scripts. I really agree with you, you know, and I think it's also great to find out what you're not good at. I realized fairly quickly in drama school that I'm not good at singing. I'm not good at dancing. I can do it in the background as a chorus, but they're not my strong. I never thought they were anyway, I just, but I, I kind of been validated with the things. And also I'm not really a, a writer and a lot of actor friends that I have are fantastic writers or directors. And I think it's just interesting to try everything and also be honest to yourself and understand, okay, I'm good at something else and that's what I will stick to. And it's not that you can't learn it. I'm sure there's, everything is learnable. If that's what mm. it says, is that a word, learnable? This is true. I mean, I, 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 I sometimes think that I'm a singer and I get in the karaoke and I'm like, oh, actually, I'm not a very good singer. <laughs> we all do, we all do. Give me drinks and I'll just, I'm I, fine. I only wish I had a voice though. For, Fortunately, unfortunately, my sister's got an amazing voice, and she's got the she's got the voice in the family. And I always look at it going, oh. "I wish, I wish I had that skill." Because I don't know, but singers, it's just it's just one of those things that you just. They like, I don't know if you watched Adele recently, with her, her comeback. Oh my dear, I mean, that, what a voice! What a voice! Oh wow, well, no, I have to watch it. I've been seeing a lot about it actually on social media, so I'm gonna have to watch it. Yeah. So, so with with that. With the idea of um, your acting stuff and then your radio, how do you find balance? Like, I think I've been talking to a lot of people about like when people are very skilled in different areas, how do you have time to then do that and then do that and then do that? How, how do you find balance? I honestly don't know. It's a really good question. And it's, you know, we're here on a Monday afternoon and I have a full room of things that I need to post <laughs> that I need to do. and that that are i i think i i'm i'm still figuring that out very much because i've had quite a hard time saying no to jobs and to mm -hmm. gigs so i'm still really trying to find the balance do you mean the balance in terms of private life and work because they all sort of intertwine in each other because most of my friends do work in the industry so often they will i will go and support them and i do a lot of charity work as well and I just, it, I find it really difficult to find, to just switch off completely. It's not really something I've learned how to do. I'm, I'm looking into it though. And I think for me, balance is 
the weekend I've just, I couldn't have dealt with a Monday like today if I didn't have early nights this weekend. So for mm. me, that I think what the balance is, is learning when to go home, if that makes Indeed, and, so, and, I, and, I, and I think it yeah. also kind of comes down to that balance of like what you, you say about getting early nights. Like it, it's it's really important to for anyone listening that we juggle so many things on life, but we sometimes forget the the basics of like sleeping well is really I important. I couldn't agree more. Sleeping well, surrounding yourself with the right people, and not really caring, not not caring, but. Um, I would say understanding what the little things are and what the big things are, because I spent probably an hour and a half this morning trying to upload this video on Instagram. And that was a mission because it needed to be, the brand wanted it up and it was, and it just didn't work. And then I just thought, okay, it's, no one's going to die. It's going to be okay. I understand the brand wants, I understand there's, I understand there's a few layers involved, but nothing's going to happen if it's not going to be uploaded just right this second. Exactly, exactly. But but also, so what I've read as well, you're developing uh, or have developed a new sleep app. I have. I've been working on it for a long time now. I mean, all this year, I started it in January. Oh, I have. Can you can you tell us yeah. any more? Is NDA, like, what's the situation with it? I mean, it's my app. I've, <laughs> I've kept it under NDA, but I did do an interview yesterday. So I did kind of give, I did, I am... Um, making it a little bit public now I just thought I'd wait until it's out but it'll be out next year you know it's very simple I don't know about you I have always been a bad sleeper it's never been it's always been an issue for me ever since I was very very young even in my when I was about five or six or seven when I started reading my mom would come into the room and um, in the morning and she'd say oh you're operating it's like no I didn't go to bed I'm still I'm still up from last night and I think my insomnia kind of developed throughout that and then when I was about 12 13 14 I I met all the fun people in my hometown and they're like don't go to sleep come and dance with us <laughs> so I would go go to clubs and I think through that the pattern sort of started to emerge that I just didn't have regular sleeping hours and in the past 10 15 years it became really apparent that my sleep was very much out of sync and it became a problem for me and so I decided in January to take some time out and I traveled to the, to the, to the Emirates and I stayed there for a couple of months and I just needed to figure out a way to sleep uh, in a nutshell. And what I, what I did is mostly listen to, to sleep and to relax and to just get out. Also, we were going into lockdown. So I was, I was, I escaped lockdown. I'm not going to lie about it. It's, I didn't think it was the end of the world, but I, I, I did it and it was the right thing for me to do. I started to listen to any meditation I could find online, on YouTube, on, on any channel about sleep and, or, or to fall asleep. And what I found is most of the voices were male and there were US voices and they were great. They all worked really, really well for me, but I, I couldn't really find a German voice, which is what puts me to sleep. I'm German or French and it's also sort of having an easy app that is just for sleep. So I decided to create my own app. And when I say that, I mean, literally writing my ideas down and Googling, how do you create an app? And then I, I partnered up with a company and they were really interested and we've been developing it ever since.
Amazing. And it's so, it, it sounds so simple. That's really, in a nutshell, and that's really this, uh, a simple way to explain it. The, the point of this app is that you will be able to find any gender you like, language, and it's just about sleep. It's to help people fall, whatever your need is. So for instance, I have a hard time falling asleep and then I have a hard time staying asleep. Many of my friends fall asleep, but they'll wake up at the that horrific 4.44 or 4.45 a.m. where, you know, it's too late to go back to, you know, it's too late to go back to bed, but too early to get up. And so it's, it will cater to whatever you need in your sleep journey. Yeah. And I'm, I'm assuming you've done so much work and uh, research in terms of how people sleep there, but it is, it's funny how you say it, like sleep, like some people can literally just fall asleep and they can get, get up at like 10 or nine, but then there's obviously other people who just find it really difficult to just to go to sleep. Yeah, are you a good sleeper? Um, I am, but I, but I, I can't, I can't sleep in. That's my problem. As soon as yeah. I'm awake at like eight thirty nine, I just am awake. I can't. I, mean, I can lie there, listen to a podcast, but I can't sleep in. And then they've got friends of mine who can sleep until like twelve, one o'clock p.m. And I'm like, I don't know how you do it. Yeah, neither. I mean, I can stay in bed and that kind of thing, but. I, I very rarely sleep it sleep yeah sleep that long unless yeah. I've been going until very late and that kind of thing but no I get I get restless feet though once I'm awake my mind's buzzing it's good to know I'm actually really interested for uh, different people and their sleeping patterns I've done because you yeah we have done a lot of research and but I feel like everyone has an issue with sleep one way or another either they're a new mum and they can't get enough sleep or or the sleep is all there's always I've not, I've yet meet, to meet a person that goes, oh, sleep is just terrific. Yeah, I think, I think, because I think we go through periods though, don't we? Like if you've got yeah. like a really stressful period in your life, your, your sleep is going to be slightly affected. If you're maybe yeah. later on in the winter time and there's less work and it's more of like a, uh, either like people are like running down the hill and it's getting more quieter or some people ramping up. And we're, we were talking about this before, uh, the zoom call started that people are doing last minute things now so it, i also maybe there's definitely there's probably definitely research in terms of where in the year do i mostly get lack of sleep yeah because that's a great thing because yeah it's really interesting i'm i'm finding that i have to adjust my sleep first of all sleep sleep hygiene is a big thing for me i tried my my bedroom is dark it doesn't have a tv in it it doesn't really have internet in it so in the summer, I need to adjust my hours so I so that the light doesn't so it's not bright in the morning, and then I adjust my hours in the winter. And I I do think that's really true. I do. You have I mean when you live in that was the difference I think also between Los Angeles because we we're talking about earlier and Europe. So in LA, it's you, it's pretty much the same season, three hundred sixty five days a year. So it's always sunny. It's always bright. And when I moved there, which most which a lot of Europeans I know do is that, oh my God, it's sunny. We need to go out. We need to be outside. <laughs> Whilst in Europe, it's sort of like, because you have seasons, it's okay to stay in bed a little bit longer on a Sunday. And it's okay to also want to be out until 10 PM because, the, because it's sunny outside. So that's kind of one thing I do. I did miss about Europe a lot. And I, I found always really bizarre in LA when you see Christmas trees or whatever it is. And, and it's, it's bright sunshine here on the beach, but no complaints, you know? Yeah. I, for me, for me I, I totally understand the whole idea about like when it's sunny, you feel like you have to get up. Like when you're on holiday, 
I just don't want to stay, stay in bed. I want to get up at six. I want to get out. I want to go for a swim. I want to go for a walk. And it's amazing how I want, there must be research in terms of like the weather, like how does that affect you staying in or your sleeping patterns? Because yeah. I, as we're saying that like in LA, you probably want to get up and, and do stuff because it's always sunny. Yeah, absolutely. I, I still do. I still think of, for me, I, I don't know, but for me, structure is really important. I need to know, I, I kind of, I, I know I need a certain amount of hours of sleep and I will do everything to get that no matter how, mm. even if it's just a matter of laying in bed and reading my book, but I will make sure that I'm in bed for at least seven to eight hours a night if it's possible. Mm. It's important though, isn't it? Structure. I think we forget sometimes that I think people had structure or more structure in COVID because there was less things to do. And now there's more stuff to do. Everyone's kind of structure has gone out and we yeah. are re- trying to refine what we sort of had over COVID. Yeah, yeah I, I think a lot of my work was born in co- during COVID times because, listen, I'm very used to not having a structure because as an actor and, you know, as a creative, it's, you can go, you can go months by and, and you have to create your own structure. So for me, it wasn't that, obviously it was a horrific and weird time, but it wasn't, I was, I'm, I'm used to having to get up, not because I have to be somewhere, but because I need to get up and get into my clothes and work out. And that, that was, a, that's the norm for me since I was very young. Mm. Yeah. So it was, it was a matter of understanding. Okay. You know, I think we all, most of us spent the first few months maybe drinking and just staying in and getting used to this thing that's going to happen for about you know a month or so and and after three three to four months we'll just probably realized this isn't this is going to stay yeah I mean the first three three four months I was just enjoying not being busy and not having the FOMO and all the things that you do and nowadays you have to you have to work on it you really have to work on your mental health even even more so I feel it now a really interesting thing that you that you've just mentioned FOMO because I think that was I found that actually an enjoyable part of it I don't really get FOMO as such but there's always something there's always something going on and it was quite nice for everything to just slow down and for everyone the contribution we could make as citizens or as humans was to not go outside and that's very doable I believe I agree I agree and uh, I think I think as as time goes on and we're sort of shift again shifting into winter now and uh, people are spending more time at home, especially because of like technology and Netflix. And now we have like metaverses now where people, more people yeah. are on gaming <laughs> platforms now, funny enough, yeah. uh, because they, they, that's it, because obviously everyone was inside over COVID. So then people were more on the computers and more than the apps. So now more people are on kind of social media, but it means that people are less going out so there's less things to do maybe i don't know it's it's been quite an, it's been such a shift like me socially in the last year like how i'm navigating my space and what do i really enjoy going do i enjoy going out do i not go enjoy it? or like i think a lot of people are asking those sort of questions going do i go out because society is telling me and my space is yeah. telling me to go out or do i really enjoy being on, inside and that's okay being inside i agree yeah i i'm still sort of I've always gone out a lot. And so it's, it's, it, I found that probably the most, when I say go out, go to, go to dinners, go to clubs, go to mm. events. So I've always been very social. So that I found that quite tricky. I wasn't really into the Zoom 
parties or whatever. The Zoom, qu- the Zoom quizzes. I was, yeah. I was, I was all over it. Yeah, I was really, there. Uh, I, it was, it was, it's not for me. I much prefer real life. I much prefer to see my friends and real and I'm quite tactile person. So I, 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 it, it wasn't for me, but it was necessary at the time. And I think like everyone, I just went out for one night that lasted six months and now I've sort of calmed down. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, that's so true. It's so true. Yeah. So, as, so as we wrap up the, the episode, even though I'd love to talk to you for, yeah. for a good hour, because I think, yeah. I think we, we, could go, we could go on and we could yeah. tear up loads of different conversations. Um, what I love talking about with um, my guests is the idea of like giving back to people. Like, is there anything that you've seen recently or you've heard of on a podcast or a film that you would kind of give back as an inspiration to your younger self or maybe someone that's listening? So, you know, the first thing that comes to mind would be The Four Agreements. I, it's a book that I started reading. It's, a, it's how do I explain it? I, I was given the book about maybe 13, 14 years ago when I was living in Los Angeles. And it is very basic reading, actually. It just is not to take anything personally to watch what you say in terms of to know the power of your words I, I could actually I could I, I should just have it ready for me to read but I've been going back to it recently again and I go back to it once a year I think I start getting sort of complacent in life and taking things for granted and then somehow the four agreements will land someone will I you know how it's just like the universe aligns and someone will post something about the four agreements or I'll see the book in a bookshop. And that just happened to me the other day. I, I needed to get something printed. I need to get a script printed out and mm-hmm. our printer didn't work. The neighbors, print, no printers worked. So finally I ended up going to foils, which I hadn't been to in years. There's a bookshop called foils, which is by actually by Rada next to Rada. And the first thing I saw was a four agreements and I just thought it was a sign that I kind of have to go back to that. And I, I would just highly recommend reading it or listening to the audiobook. It's profoundly influenced my life over the past decade, and and it still continuously does. So that's that's what I that's what comes to mind first. And it's a really simple sentence, but be kind. And I know it's been it's been made into something in the press and for reasons that we we. We had a wonderful presenter, Caroline Flack, who passed away, as you know, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Almost, gosh, it's almost going to be nearly, yeah, almost it's going to be two years next year. And she was a friend of mine. And she, after her death, sorry, I don't mean to make this dark, but there was this, this thing that everyone became, wanted to be associated with, which, which was a be kind movement. And I think that's something that we should still remember. And no matter what, just be kind. And you never, ever, ever know what anyone goes through ever behind the scenes. Yeah. So I hope that isn't that doesn't end on a dark note. But no, no, no. But it's 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 it's, it's in, like a, my I got, my mother um said to me two days ago that one of our family friends passed away recently also and um, collapsed on the floor and had a heart attack and apparently the the doctors said this person uh, passed away even before they hit the floor like was gone oh, oh, and wow. yeah and and it, it, when you read when you listen to these sort of, sort of things with Cameron Flack and uh, another yeah. um unfortunate situations it just makes yeah. you really appreciate just be like be kind and be I kind to yourself 
as well because yeah you know I couldn't agree more be kind to yourself I, I really think that's just such a that is something I really also have to keep in my mind as well. Be kind to everyone else, but also to give yourself a break. It's okay. Yeah, because the I, I, things I say to, to people is that you might be feeling something and you might be thinking something and you're alone, but actually yeah. probably a million yeah. people are thinking the same thing at the same exact same time, but because you don't know them, you think you're yeah. alone. But actually there's 8 billion people in the world and someone is probably thinking the exact same thing. And I think connecting yeah. to that and the world and the, that energy allows you to feel much more connected and not and not as alone because people are all going through the same thing and it might be even a million people at this moment in time but you don't know them oh i love that i might borrow that from you or i Do might it. actually come back on that that's beautiful that's what that's what, that's what helps me when i'm feeling a bit like oh, that. I mean, that's great that's really something that I'm, I'm going to keep with me do it, do it. I told my friend as well, and they were like, oh, yeah, actually, yeah, it kind of makes sense. But again, I want to say thank you so much for coming on 360. Oh, you, you have been 360. I have been 360. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to our awesome guests. Please subscribe to our podcast to access all our amazing episodes. We are released every Sunday at 12 o'clock. We're available on all listening platforms, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram for more discussions, education, and inspiration at 360 underscore yourself. The host, that's me, Jamie Neal, on Instagram at Jamie Neal JM. If you do enjoy our episodes that you're listening to and certain themes and topics ignite within you, please email jamie at 360.co.uk and I'll read out at the end of each episode stories and comments from you, the audience, the 360ers. And remember to 360 yourself.